0: We are joined in this segment by Springfield Police Chief Kenny Winslow. Chief, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Good morning, Chris. I'm doing fine. How are you today? Hey, not too bad. We, we can't complain. We want to get started a little bit with what's uh, going on with the enforcement of the bars and, and restaurants and with the mayor's executive order and uh, you know some of the questions that we have along with that. But first of all, will, will officers start to uh, take a look at that and patrol those uh, areas and go into those bars and restaurants this weekend? Yes, they will.
1: They may even start a little earlier than this weekend. Uh, The mayor asked us to do some compliance checks along with the uh, fire inspectors, and we're trying to even partner with public health. I know public health has been out there, and we're waiting. We have a meeting later today to kind of firm that up. But uh, obviously with the changes to last week's executive order, last weekend we spent some time educating uh, some of the bars and restaurants where we've gotten complaints as well as uh, just some random ones as well. We went out, issued the new guidelines, spoke to them about what is expected. Obviously, with the rise in our community, and uh, according to uh, public health, you know, a, a huge contributor to that is our bars and restaurants. So, we're just trying to target those areas, those problem areas, to make sure we uh, all do our part to control this virus in our community.
2: Chief got a interesting um, situation of sorts that was uh, that was posed to me. Uh, it's, there's a lot of businesses out there, bars and restaurants that have outdoor seating uh, or some kind of outdoor component. Uh, that outdoor component it could be in a public space of sorts. Uh, and how is it going to be enforced if a patron in that outdoor public area uh, does not? Uh, have a mask or won't comply with requests even from the business owner. Would the business owner be liable uh, for either, you know, a fine or uh, some other kind of uh, corrective action?
1: Well, what we tell our people all the time, it's use your best discretion, your best common sense here. You know, you have to look at the totality of everything. If you have an individual out there and the owner has asked them to put on a mask or asked them to leave and they're refusing to leave, then at that point in time, you know, we'll just turn to the business owner and say, do you want him removed? And if he refuses to leave, then we'll probably arrest them for criminal trespass or issue an ordinance violation for criminal trespass. A private business owner has the right to have people removed from their business establishment, they have the right to refuse service. Just like the no shirt, no shoes, no service that's been going on for years, we're just asking them to add the mask element to that.
2: So we could see uh, an individual arrested for not wearing a mask, but the offense wouldn't be for not wearing masks, mask. The offense would be for uh possible criminal trespass or something like that.
1: Right. We're not going to be arresting people for not wearing masks. That's not what we're asking. I've said all along that we don't even want to be the mask police. But uh, what it comes down to really is that, we've asked people over and over, we've educated, I think everybody knows the rules, you know, obviously the big rule change in this last weekend was that everybody has to have a seat. That's the big change for this week. Uh, Again, like I said, you know, I don't anticipate arresting anybody. I don't really anticipate, you know, issuing a lot of citations. I think we'll probably issue a few. Uh, There's some places that just haven't gotten the message. Um, There's some who just flat out refuse to comply, Um, you know, and that's what we're trying to address. But I don't think it's going to be a huge thing. That's what the, last week's whole education was about, you know, shows and stories like this and that the SJR and Channel 20 has done it. It's about getting the word out so people do comply, and they realize the seriousness. I think we had over 100 people test positive or right at 100 last weekend. I believe on Sunday it was 76 positive cases, and you know that the driver and a lot of those numbers were being told are the bars and restaurants and the crowding, the lack of social distancing. So we're going to be there making sure, A, that they comply with the rules of the EO, such as signage, such as uh, tables being six feet apart, people having their own chairs, reminding people that you don't have to have a mask if you're sitting at your table. You only have to have a mask if you're getting up to go to a common area, to go to the restroom, to go up to the bar to order a drink, that kind of thing. We're asking everybody to be safe, everybody, and we're asking the business owners to have a little skin in the game because this is your business. You're here to keep your employees safe as well as the community safe, and those patrons who do it. We all have to do our part. So it's not one part. You know, I had a conversation the other day with a business owner who, uh, who said, "Well, it's not my responsibility to tell people to wear a mask. You know, why do I have to put this sign up?" And, you know, having a conversation about, you know, this is about safety for your employees, this is about safety for our uh, community. And the bottom line is we've already seen throughout our community numerous establishments have to close for a few days over the last few weeks because of the community spread. So it's about everybody doing their part.
0: Springfield Police Chief Kenny Winslow is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Chief, I love the Polar Patrol play. Explain to everybody what that's all about.
1: Well, you know, we're out there trying to keep doing some of our community outreach. We can't do a lot of things that we normally do over the summer. We had to cancel our junior police academy and our teen academy, and we're looking at postponing even our citizen uh, academy. But we wanted to do something. When we were out there in a safe way, uh, maybe not have a group of kids together, you know, a large group of kids together. So basically, uh, you know, some of the officers came up with the idea of this cold patrol, and it kind of goes along with their. Uh, operation juice box thing we've asked the officers to step up their outreach to show people and let them see that they're a human and they're not a robot and uh... you know just trying to continue to build those relationships that are out there especially with our young people um... you know a couple of officers took it upon themselves a few years ago to start a, what we call operation kindergarten over fights in schools and the goal was to make sure that every kindergartner over the next five years had a positive uh, interaction with a police officer And it's just a building on that, trying to build those relationships early and early on and continue to build them throughout their lives and show people that uh, we're here to help, we're here to make a difference, a positive impact in our community. And uh, that's really what law is
0: about. I thought one of the other positive uh, impacts in the community was uh, the Black Lives Matter movement uh, meeting with the Illinois State Police to go mm-hmm. through that uh, shot, shot shooter technology that they have over yeah, there—the use know, of th- force simulator. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know. Obviously, we've all—all all three of us have been through that. That much more. You will, of course, Chief, much more than all of us. But but the thing is, I, I think I love that action because I really do think that that gives the public a a great idea of what it's like to be a police police officer in a dangerous situation.
1: No, I totally agree. And somebody like our Citizen Police Academy, granted, it's 10 weeks and some people can't commit to 10, you know, Tuesdays or Wednesdays throughout the year. And uh, you get to do all that. You get to do a ride along. We actually uh, put you through some other uh, scenario-based exercises. And it really is eye-opening, you know. And I will say this, that uh, Ms. Clemens from Black Lives Matter went through that program last year or actually the year before, I believe it was, uh, several um, other community members. We always put about 30 people through per year, usually starting around the end of August. We do plan on trying to get that program going this year. We don't want to start We've been doing it for like the last 17 years. Uh, we want to continue that program. It just may not start until closer to October. Um, just trying to get a break here. And hopefully some improved numbers. And uh, if we have to even delay it till the first of the year, we're going to get it done this year. We're not going to abandon it because it's such an educational component out there. But uh, we even have the portable simulators that we take out, and we've partnered recently uh, with the U.S. Attorney's Office on a blast program for the last year, where we take teenagers, ages 16 or sophomores in high schools, through uh, freshmen in colleges, and we put them through what we call the blast program, which is building lasting relationships. And part of that is that simulator training, too. And I know we partnered with this last group with several minority groups, including the Black Lives Matter and the NWSP to help us, you know, try to reach uh, a certain demographic to try to have those difficult conversations and lead to a better understanding of why people do certain things, why officers do certain things, and how we can uh, do things better together.
2: Chief, can I uh, uh, request to to go along with a ride-along sometime?
1: You can, but we've postponed all those for the time being, uh, you know. So uh, actually, uh, one of the media who wanted to go along with the officers last week on the enforcement, we're just not doing ride-alongs right now with COVID. So uh, understood. I understood.
2: Uh, well, when that when that clears up, I'll be there with my uh, my low profile camera
0: uh, and be able to to do a ride-along. I think he it it doesn't be, uh, do anything low profile, Chief. You know that. <laughs> Please, All right.
2: All right. yeah, I think she. <laughs> I think the chief's seen my uh, camera rig. It's it's not like the big TV cameras. It's able to get into tight spots. So, chief, greatly appreciate your time as always this morning. Uh, one quick follow up though, when it comes to the issue of uh, you know the the compliance of people in public spaces, because as you know, there's a lot of restaurants and, and bars that are allowing for some kind of public seating in the street, for instance. Uh, is the bar going to be or the restaurant going to be liable if that patron in that public space? Does not so, if you take a,
1: so if you take a place like Molnar's, where they have uh, the uh, the curblets or whatever they're calling them, where they're out there and it's their seating, that falls under their restaurant, guys. Uh, basically, the city has allowed them to utilize that space as part of their business for the time being. And again, I think common sense will prevail here. Uh, again, we're not out here to try to cite... Uh, patrons of the restaurants, we just want to make sure that everybody's putting their best foot forward, that the restaurant owners are trying to enforce the rules, they're making a good faith effort to do that, and that everybody has a seat, the tables are uh, so uh, spread about part the appropriate distance, uh, and that the employees are wearing masks, that's something that the employers can definitely control, but as well as, you know, we're asking the patrons to do their part too, and if somebody's not doing their part, we ask that the business owner address that with them and try to get them to comply, you know. And if somebody uh, doesn't comply and starts an issue or causes an issue, then obviously the uh, business can always call us as well, and we can take it from there. But, again, we don't want to be the mask police. That's not the goal of this. I don't think we'll have to be the mask police. Um, I can tell you that every day I go into an establishment, at least twice a day, and there will be times if I'm in uniform I go in, I'll see somebody without a mask, and I'll say something to them. And nine times out of ten, they're like, hey, sorry, Chief, I just got to run outside and grab it left in my car. And it's, it, it's that habitual learning and muscle memory to remember to grab it, you know. So really that's what the biggest issue is. I think people just realize it's a little bit of an inconvenience and they forget it. But, you know, then you do have those who just refuse to wear it.
0: Chief, listen, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time.
1: Thank you, sir. Have a good day.